1: Messed up I play by ear.
0: You wanna prove once for all that I'm better than you? Had with your no talent, wanna be gangster Say I'm better than you. But when you're on the field, nobody hears you. They hear the band. love music, kid. I'm real nice with the picks. No class, no tutors, I was born with this fix.
2: Today's BET Classic brings in over 50,000 fans to the doors ago, $50,000 and a year's worth of bragging rights.
3: January 10th. What is our concept?
0: What's up?
3: Winner takes all.
4: You can't get that rid of that smell for weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to Recap and Gown, the podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks, joining me this week and every week he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish, the class of 04's own, Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up,
2: Dave? How you doing, brother? Uh... Man, this movie was really fun to watch. Um, They looked like they were having so much fun on the field. It made me jealous that I didn't play one of those marching band instruments. I thought about putting like a wheel on my cello or something like that, but I didn't think that would quite work out. All the drumming, man. Pretty awesome. Excited to talk about it.
0: You know, it's funny that you were jealous you didn't march. I was jealous. I didn't go to an HBCU. So we're all... We're all feeling a little bit jealous, I think, this week. Yeah. Uh, also, joining us in the class of 03, she is one half of our very own Texas Two-Step, the one and only big sis, Megan Mills. What up, Megan?
4: Hey, guys. Uh, excited to talk about this movie and excited to be joined here at the special... Um, joined by <laughs> a special guest? I, don't oh. know. Are hard <laughs> guys, I can't. I can't really um so anyway i was talking to my mom about this movie and she like exactly knew what we were talking about she's like nick cannon i'm so excited i love this movie so um we'll, we'll sprinkle in some some mrs mills uh, isms throughout
1: that
0: is amazing um rounding out the two-step this podcast chief knitting and trivia correspondent from the class of 01 dana griffin what up dana
3: Hey there. Um, this was like a rare occurrence of my boyfriend actually wanting to watch the podcast movie with me. Um, no, so this is wow. like a big deal. He was in marching band in high school and had notes to give. So I will be.
0: What did he sorry. play? Tuba. Okay.
3: Now um, Hold on.
0: Hold on. Because I, is- I have questions here because they, they mentioned that Charles plays a tuba. I'm pretty sure he plays a sousaphone. Is that like was, a... that
3: was one of my notes yes correct okay. um my boyfriend also pulled out his yearbook from 1998 to show me oh pictures of him in band and the low brass <laughs> group was real hardcore like their section of the yearbook they're all sitting with their arms crossed looking tough and i'm like you guys know you're a marching band right <laughs>
2: do
3: you know that i
0: mean i feel like low brass they have a certain attitude about them wherever you see them like i went to iowa and our marching band is like real average but the, like the, the sousaphones and the trombones and stuff, they will just like perform in just like overalls and their, and their instrument at times. There's a, a whole mindset there that I think we're gonna kind of touch on here a little bit. Um, yeah. But as Megan alluded to, we do have a special guest this week. Megan, who's joining us?
4: Yeah, so um, my little brother, Sean, and is actually his fiance decided to venture into the heart of Texas during the hottest time of the year and in the heat of coronavirus. So um, we're, all, <laughs> we're all still alive and we are, you know, not sweating to death. But uh, anyway, I'm joined here. Um, I'm joined here with Sean Mills, my brother. Uh, he also went to Niqua but was uh, five years younger. So when did you graduate? Did class you know? of 08. OK, class of 08.
0: Oh. My goodness, that sounds so young. I mean, you're you're a full-grown man. You have a big old bushy beard, but 08 just sounds so young to me. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. We're excited to have you on. Um, you are our first family member that's joining us on the pod. So this should be a pretty fun time here. And um, as we kind of alluded to here, uh, Megan, what movie are we talking about this week and where can you stream it?
4: Yeah, so if you guys um haven't guessed. We are talking about Drumline. It's a 2002 hit with Nick Cannon as I mentioned earlier. Um, you can stream it on a variety of different places, YouTube, Amazon, Voodoo, which not sure what that platform is, but
0: it's mm, an It's Crackle Jace. Okay.
4: Um, but yeah, a different places you can find it, but you have to you do have to pay for it, but uh, excited to to dive right in.
0: Yeah. Um... Since Megan picked this movie, Dana, do you want to give us a rundown of who is in this one?
3: I will. Um and I will try to mis- mispronounce people's names just to feel like Megan is. Do doing this.
0: Nick Cannon.
3: <laughs> I have I have a good one. There is one I truly don't know how to pronounce, but then I am going to mess up a few on purpose. Um so it's uh, Nick Cannon. We all know that one as Devin Miles. Uh, I'm going to say Zoe dana as uh, right. leela Is that is that who she was?
0: <laughs> oh. Tarongalila.
3: Tarongalila. He had a name. Yes, yeah, exactly.
0: Well, I, I have a thought about that. Yeah, she yeah. had a name one time.
3: Um, Orlando Jones as Dr. Lee. Uh, Leonard Roberts as Sean Taylor. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Weaver as Ernest. I wasn't going to put this in there because I just refused to say this name, but he is a big character. GQ as Jason. Like, no, you have to have a real name. Uh, I I saw
0: in the credits, GQ, and I'm like, who (laughs) the, let's get serious here, GQ. Uh,
3: This is the one I'm going to butcher. I just know him as Blue from Remember the Titans, but his, you know, Mm -hmm. his government name is Earl Poitois? I'm giving it a extra.
0: Probably. Like Sidney Poitier. Is he a Poitier? I think he's a Poitier. Poitier. Poitier.
2: I feel that (laughs)
3: that's right.
2: I feel that. Even Megan's don't get on you. Poitier. Um, portier yeah
3: uh his name was charles in this movie um candace Carey as Deidre, i guess uh, it's not the yeah i think it's, it's not a D- real name Deidre,
0: deirdre
2: it's di yeah
3: that's what it's called like uh and then j anthony brown as mr wade
2: one of my favorite characters in the whole movie god he was fun he <laughs> was so much fun you want to join my band yes i'd like to join your band okay
0: then there's a part where he's conducting and he's moving his butt so much <laughs> like as, he's, as he's directing this band. Oh, my God. Um, we talked about this real briefly a second ago. Um, the synopsis is kind of a lot, so uh, let's all buckle in. If you want to refill your beer or like run a quick errand, you have time to do that right now. Megan, take us through the synopsis via Rotten Tomatoes.
4: Yeah, so I, I do have to make one correction. Drumline was actually not my pick. It was Sean's. Um,
0: touche. He's our guest.
4: Yeah, he's our guest. And um, we tried to find a movie that was like, you know, kind of adjacent to when either we were both in high school or college. So um, 2002 was was close enough there.
0: <laughs> um,
4: but yes, anyway, so Rotten Tomatoes, it wildly got an 82% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which... I get that. Um, anyway, so strap up for this one, that comes back later in the movie. Uh (laughs) Drumline brings the world of show style marching bands popular at traditionally black southern colleges to the big screen for the first time. The story by Sean Sheps. Sure. (laughs) Was inspired by the high school drumline experiences of executive producer, executive music producer, Dallas Austin. Devin is a Harlem drummer who earns a full scholarship to the fictional Atlanta A&T University. There, his talent gets the attention of the school's embattled music director, Dr. Lee, who puts his students' education and appreciation for music tradition ahead of the marching band's popularity. Devin's brashly, egotistical attitude doesn't endear him to Lee, whose slogan for the band is, one band, one sound or to the drumline's disciplined captain, Sean. Devin has more success with the dance captain of the marching band, Layla, a southern belle who is won over by Devin's confidence. Sean feels threatened by Devin's talent and his attitude, so when he learns that Devin can't read music, he uses the information to his advantage. With the band facing their arch-rival at a huge marching band competition, Dr. Lee has to decide whether to allow the brilliant drummer to perform despite his attitude. Devin has to prove that he can show his skill by still being part of the team. Drumline was directed by Charles Stone <laughs> and featured video <laughs> appearances by musical artists Blue Kentral and Petey Pablo.
0: That is so long, and it gave away the entire plot. There's no, like, mystery left. I mean, when it got to the end, and it's like, oh, by the way, here was the director. I'm like, that's not a synopsis. At this point, you're just trying to hit a word count.
4: I mean, good
0: God. I mean,
4: at this point, you guys just can stop listening because that's pretty much the entirety of the plot.
0: All right. Night, night yeah, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week. It was an hour and a half, so we're <laughs> right, <laughs> at, the, right okay. at the magic moment here. That's good. Um... Let's quick go around the horn here. Um, Megan, what were your memories of the first time you saw this movie if it was before the podcast?
4: So I think I saw it before the podcast, but I really have zero memories of that is what I actually wrote down.
0: I mean, it sounds like your mom had it on on repeat back in the day when you were in the house. So I could could see you like walking through the room and seeing a lot of this movie.
4: No, she's had it on repeat since she has cable now. Um, We didn't have cable. Yeah. Yeah
0: true story. Uh, Sean, how about you? Um, what were your memories of watching this the first time?
1: Yeah, I had seen this before, of course, because I made the recommendation. Uh, I played in a band, not the marching band, but in band in high school and liked the music and uh, thought it was like a fun, lighthearted story. So uh, that was why I thought it was a good one to watch for this. Okay, what did you play? I played French horn. Ooh. Okay.
0: That's a pretty, I played trombone for a year and I was real shit at it, so I bailed on that quick, but I was sixth grade or seventh grade, one of the two, I was carrying around a big, stupid trombone for a while there. Um, Dana, how about you? Memories of seeing us before the podcast.
3: Um, I think I definitely watched it in college, like, I think, like, maybe at home with my mom one summer or something. Um, she's really into black entertainment um, she sometimes jokes. My parents too. Yeah, but she's like a white lady, <laughs> but she feels like she's been around black people more than white since she has been with my dad, since she was 19. So it, she's uh-huh. all for, like, Malisha's her favorite sitcom of all time. So I'd probably watch it with her.
0: By Tyler Perry in the time I appear in house growing up?
3: No, no, thankfully oh. not. But...
0: Oh, we had um, we had a Medea DVD from like before they were in theaters, and they were still like direct to DVD productions. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, it was it was a real <laughs> shitty looking DVD box. It was like printed mm. on a laser printer. I'm pretty sure it was it was rough stuff. Mm. Dave, uh, what were your memories of this movie?
2: Never seen it in full until the last couple days, but okay. I remember being shown either on YouTube or whatever streaming site was popular back in like maybe 06 07 just the the final show up the the uh the showdown the B E T classic when, yeah when, when they go face to face and then drop sticks i'm like that was pretty cool i'll probably watch that movie in 13 years <laughs> <laughs> At a and later date to be named later and i did
0: uh so for me i had also never seen this movie before i'd seen like oddly enough what? just the most important i know Mm. look I can't explain my behaviors I can't explain my actions I had seen um, just the most crucial three minutes of this movie at some point like I remember I must have been going through channels and like stopped on this but I had seen the part where it was revealed that Devin can't read music and that was it so like the most crucial emotional turning point of the film I had seen that was literally it for me Um, I can't
2: read dot dot (laughs) dot music Music. (laughs) like ah (laughs) thank god like okay, so it's just music. Well, so we'll figure that out. And he puts them in a. Oh yeah. my god!
0: Oh my god! Um, uh, now, while we're while we're talking about it, let's go back around again here. Megan, um, seeing this as an adult, did this make the grade for you, or should they have held this back?
4: I might be the controversial one on this. Um,
2: uh
4: oh! I was bored.
2: <laughs> oh my god! It was too long. Time? Time? It was a long movie.
4: It was, it was two hours. Hard. It was two hours. And we started to be fair, we watched it on like a Monday Monday night this week and we started it at like nine or something. Yeah.
0: Well that's and, your fault. We're old. We can't really right.
4: kind of shit. I know, but they were working West Coast <laughs> hours anyway. Um I was bored and you know, there were there were some highlights. It was cute. I, I thought, you know, the the plot line was better than some of the, you know, breezy plot lines we've had in the past for you know, like Easy teen movies, but there was, I'll I'll reference some things um, that I thought were a little bit better than some of the other movies we saw.
0: But I was kind of bored. Sean, are you on board with Megan here, or is she all alone like the cheese?
1: I don't know. I I thought the you know music and energy in the movie was pretty good, and that kept me sort of engaged and entertained, even if the the plot line was a little bit trite and character development, you know, not not exactly the greatest. There
0: wasn't any of that. uh dana what are your thoughts as an adult
3: um i definitely enjoyed it i have some critiques as well so like you know i have plot points that i just don't think we needed but overall i still found it enjoyable like i'm also a sucker just for like i won't be paying attention and then it's like ah they're playing music and i'm like sucked in again and then i <laughs> so, like i only remember the like ooh, the drums the noise it's like shiny objects. So. yeah
0: uh, Dave, um, with this being your first watch, what did you think
2: about this one? I was able to get there pretty easily because, yeah, they spaced out the drumming and all the music stuff perfectly. So there wasn't too much downtime at any one point. So it's like, okay, they're talking about relationships and it's having trouble <laughs> with music, blah, blah, blah. Oh, they're going to play drums and there's a drum fight, drum fight. Awesome, cool. And then talk about more serious stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then he's going to figure out how to get back in the band again. Great. So it kept going. It was, it was entertaining. Uh, but yeah, I felt the two hours. Yeah.
0: I felt it, but it was still I,
2: it was still enjoyable. Not to the point where I'm like, yeah, I, it it was slow or anything. I thought the spacing was perfect. So I'm in, it made the grade. Yeah. I mean, for me, this also made the grade.
0: Uh, it's not an a plus it's not, you know, roll bounce over here, but I, I had a good time. No roll, it. Um,
2: it is no, roll, no bounce.
3: roll bounce. It is not. Uh, um, Listeners, you couldn't hear that, but my eyes firmly rolled from one side of my head to the other. <laughs> I,
0: I will say, I did like Nick Cannon a lot more as Beanard than I did as Devin. I fucking hate Devin, and I'm sure I'll shit on him for the next hour and a half or so. Um, but yeah, this made the grade for me. I had some issues with it. Um, Devin is probably my least favorite protagonist in any move we've covered so far, so that didn't really help. I was never super bored. I, I tuned out a couple of times here and there, but I was never like checking my watch to find out how much longer we had to go. Um, I think I was pretty biased in this because I loved the performance that Orlando Jones gave as Dr. Lee. Cause he is just black coach still. I've told some okay. coach still stories. That was who coach still was. That, right. It's the exact same character. You give him a football instead of, you know, a baton and he's coach still. And that's, I, I had some some fun flashbacks to my youth with a hard-ass coach. Um, I, I like the bad performances. They were a lot of fun to watch. And uh, even though the end was real predictable, like there was no suspense on who was going to win this whole thing, I still had a lot of fun watching it. Um, before we jump into the recap here, uncharacteristically <laughs> – I've, I've got a fun fact this time around. Um, so I, I noticed that they didn't really do a lot of the like the trick of the close-up on hands drumming, close-up on faces making drum face like they did with the skating and roll bounce and the ballet and say the Last Dance. And so I had to kind of figure out if they were really drumming, um, at least in the case of Nick Cannon. I didn't notice for everybody, but that's legit him playing the drums, which is pretty impressive. Oh, wow. Um, he said that he studied snare drum four hours a day every day for a month to prepare for the movie. Um, yeah. So that's pretty neat. I mean, there were times when I'm like, it'd be hard to fake this unless you just mute all of the audio and I can't tell that he's missing the drum all the time. Sure. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty neat, a neat thing. A lot of preparation for this movie for him.
2: Yeah. Um, I had, I, I had one other thing, if that's okay. Oh, yeah, go for it. yeah. A little fun. Uh, Morris Brown college is, is, is a real school. Unlike Atlanta A&T and, uh, Right after the movie came out, they're having some pretty big difficulties. Uh, Uh They lost their accreditation and federal funding, like literally a month after it came out, because they had a financial aid mismanagement scandal uh, that lasted for (laughs) four years, 98 to 2002. They said they had a certain number of students and got the funding for them, but they didn't have that many students. And the president and the financial aid director spent the money on themselves and their own staffs uh that's a big no-no you're you're, you're you're not allowed to do that and yeah, since do then that. they've been they've been unaccredited they're trying to get back to where they were but for the last 15 years and they were built up in this movie as kind of like the villains mostly because of the band director being yeah. who he was and the way that he was doing like, being fun but yeah the players in the band were they were all very talented i thought that they held up very well in the one-on-one against uh atlanta t but uh, yeah i felt kind of bad that that's how the real school ended up the the band had to well the, the band disbanded in 2003 oh. and, and they haven't had sports since 2003 either so i
0: mean God dave is... when i was living with you i worked at a legitimately fake university and we had accreditation so yes. to lose your accreditation is, that is okay. some, some rough yes. stuff
2: i do some bad stuff man you gotta do Jesus. some financial aid fraud and and then you're gone for years
0: without further ado megan do you want to jump into this overview yeah
4: sure So we start off this uh, movie, and a lot of movies like this, um, at graduation, high school graduation. And Devin is graduating from his high school, mom's there, and comes to congratulate him after, and says, which one of those fast girls gave you those? Pointing to the roses and flowers that he has in his hand. And he said, mom, they're for you. Um, And then we're like, oh, we love Devin. And then he immediately becomes the person that annoys me the rest of the movie. Um, Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you, Crooks. Uh, So then after graduation, he shows up and he's um, at the subway, you know, paying for his ticket or whatever at the the ticket counter. And he, all you see is like a ticket to his, obviously his graduation slide underneath. It was a very much, I forget the movie now, but anyway, very much like a a cliche moment. And- I was so confused
0: uh, by this part. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't know who that guy was. I didn't know what was going
4: on. Yeah. And then you look up and the guy is like blank staring at Devin. And Devin goes, I got my diploma, never got arrested. Don't have a bunch of kids hanging around. I'm doing something with my music. I made it without you. I was gonna invite you, but I didn't. And then like the guy is just like staring back <laughs> at him, no idea what's happening.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I was like didn't did we need a deadbeat dad? Does he call him? It's like, that's obviously what it is. He never calls him dad, but I'm like, did I need this in this movie? Did I need this? Well,
0: well the fact that he said, I'm Devin, and the dude was like, what? No. <laughs> I was like, all right, so, he's <laughs> like, I've been coming here for two weeks. So I was like, all right, so are you trying to get, my, my true first impression was, I've been coming here for two weeks to like, ask for a job, and now I'm going to college. I don't need it anymore. I'm like, what, what is mm-hmm. this? what? That, oh, did not need any of that
1: to no. I liked the uh, opening shot of the, the bird's eye view of all the graduates uh, in a perfect row. And then Devin was like out of line a little bit as like, some, like this whole movie where he's like deciding whether to fit in or be different, but you can't tell who he is. So he's like somewhat fit in, but then it pans down and it shows his face. I thought that was like a fun little play on uh, how the movie would t- turn out, sort of. But I was like, from oh, overhead- this,
2: this kid, watch out for him. Yeah. He's, he's going he's gonna to be a real troublemaker, you know, sitting slightly different from everybody. Exactly.
0: I thought he was sitting on, like, the, like the back rest of his chair because he seemed like he was a lot, like, higher up or something like that from the overhead. And I'm like, well, yeah. no, it's just because you've you got real bad posture and your head is yes. permanently cocked to one side like you have a condition.
2: Where you're sitting on your lower spine, like, your <laughs> lower back instead of sitting on your butt. Yeah, I get that.
4: Um, but yeah, so quick transition after all of that, you know, slight confusion, um, and then we get an introduction of the drumline members. We're on, we're in a bus, not sure where we're going or who these people are. Um, I literally wrote down, I don't understand what's happening. I turned to Sean and said, I don't understand what's happening here. Are they going to college? Are they in a drumline shuttle? Like, what is happening? It's um, they
0: even ad- just a drumline shuttle because you got Charles playing the tuba. It's like three dudes playing the drum and then it's Charles who plays a tuba that's actually a sousaphone. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, the sole purpose of this was I wrote, oh, bus driver giving us exposition. Like that was the, yes. they needed to explain mm-hmm. <laughs> what bus was position. happening. And he would be like, oh. You guys are driving by Morris Brown, which is the cool band. I'm taking you to the <laughs> shitty one. I was like, ah, setting the scene. Thank you, good
1: sir. He even gave
0: him a name. He was from the bus driver. Yes. Bertram? Bertram.
1: Hmm. It was also the first uh, goofy tuba slash sousaphone player coming in, sort of like a, a band thing. Just like the big guys saying hey to everyone and sort of awkwardly.
0: He was exactly the kind of guy that I figure would play the instrument. Like he's always smiling, always kind of a, a, a good natured dope. I liked him a lot in this movie.
4: Yeah. Um, well I was I was confused at this point. Are they going to get band camp or are they going to college? I'm not sure.
0: Well, and I think that's gonna come back up a lot. The timeline is all over the fucking place in this movie. Yeah. I-, I think they're going to like preseason camp or tryouts at this point, I'd have to imagine, but like yeah. I I'll touch on the timeline when it comes back up. Cause this doesn't make a lick of sense. Yeah,
4: yeah I agree. I think like when I was rushing in a uh, sorority freshman year, like we had to come in like a couple weeks before school started. So like probably that, although the couple weeks felt like months and ages <laughs> in, in this timeline. So again, um, I'll let you handle that later. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, um, a lot of stuff happens and we're, we're on campus and then all of a sudden we're in the club and I'm using that term for <laughs> the capital K. For um,
0: six yeah. seconds.
4: Yeah. For no reason. Basically they're, they're basically going out because the band leader says don't go out and go to bed. Don't do it. Yep. And so they're doing the exact opposite of what the band leader says. And unlike save the last dance, I did not want to hear any of those songs in the club. Um, nope. and I didn't really want to see any of that dancing either. So, okay. no. yeah.
0: That club was so well lit though. I, yeah. was, the, ba- the clubs I went to in college yeah. were all like the darkest places possible with a smoke machine. So yeah. all that lighting, I'm like, this is, I should have gone to college in a big city. Because Iowa City was just turn off all the lights, put on like one laser dancing around, cover everything in smoke. Yeah.
4: Yes, that is similar to Missouri as well. I, I can attest. Um, anyway, so you come back onto the field. Obviously, um, I was surprised that actually Devin made it on the field on time, but his um, whole team and sort of his, you know, friends that he was in the bus with did not make it on time. And of yeah. course, we go through the whole like you know, here's the lesson of the day, a good lesson in life. We're one band, one sound. Um, I did feel like that came around, you know, uh, again, in a much more metaphorical nature throughout. Um, Several dozen times. Yep, Sean, I think it was Sean who <laughs> says, you know, drumline is the pulse of the band, without the pulse you're dead. So, you know, if, if you're not um, kind of beating along with everyone else, like, what are you doing? Um, and so I think that's a great time to, with that quote, um, to do our, our favorite segment, Potent Quotables
0: what did you say okay so there were a lot i have a handful the first one i want to talk about is from a guy who i think this is like his only speaking moment in the movie uh his character name is buck wild i don't know what segment of the band he leads but he's a segment leader and he announces that this black Adonis is known as God's gift, AKA double G buck wild and double G never show the fuck back up. (laughs) Like they're just in it for that one moment. (laughs) But to, to, to hear one dude refer to his friend as a black Adonis. I'm like, all right, that's, you are a better friend to him than I've been to anybody in my life.
3: It was weird when they, I think it was like introducing all the section leaders. They had this like weird preamble for all of them. And you're like, yeah, I remember this person getting introduced, and I was like, yeah, you're right. We never saw him again. But it was just all oh, this no, preamble. No I was like, oh, oh yeah, it's, it's like,
2: like saxophones, trumpets, <laughs> we are the band. And it goes down the line until <laughs> yeah. eventually the drummer. Or Black or and Yeah. Honest. yeah.
4: There were a bunch of, um, what, I forget who mentioned it, but I did really like um, Dr. Lee in this movie, I thought. I
2: loved him.
0: Yeah.
4: He's
2: great. Yeah. Romando Jones, love him. Yeah. Legitimately good actor. I, make my, seven
0: of yours. Go
4: ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, he was make seven of yours.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs>
4: the um, series. Yeah. Um, there was like a, there were a ton of quotes from him, but my personal favorite that I have to kind of, claim here is uh it, this was a part where i think Devin and the band leader sean um or sorry the drumline leader sean were like getting in a little bit of a tiff and he goes i don't know what beef there is between the two of you but you better grill it up and eat it
0: <laughs> so good yeah such a square line that i'm sure like he thought was really great delivering it but man that was that was a good one
2: no because deep down he's a nerd there's one point when he's like okay we'll win the old school in the new school. And he's like, let's get crunk everyone. Yeah. okay. Yep. I'm like, you yep. ah. but, so, but still, he's, he's, he's a great character, but that was hilarious.
0: Yeah, um, we mentioned bird from the bus driver a minute ago on his bus position. Um, there was a line that he delivered. It might've been the last thing he said. Um, he was talking about how great Morris Brown is. And he said, for the last four years, the BET classic, Morris brown been spanking that ass, spanking that ass. Like, he sang his line. <laughs> and like, I wonder if that was, like, directed for him or if he made who, a choice who as an was actor. that actor? He was so good. <laughs> yeah, he was in it for three minutes, but, oh, boy, that was something. Yeah, spanking that ass, spanking that ass. That's going to come up, I think, in my life uh, many a time from now on.
3: I just liked the announcer a lot for, like, A- <laughs> I'm calling them A-A-N-T instead of A-T-T. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> who at one point, I like kind of let it like, go past me. And then I was like, wait, what did he say? And I had to rewind it. But it like was calling out like, what we got, you can't smoke it. You can't sniff it because we were born with it. And I was just like, I liked that. Like, I thought it was very, I'm like, the, the announcer guy got me more hype for the performances sometimes than. He I was, was like, a hype fan. Yeah, I was like, I hope this is like a real college announcer for the band or something. He was very good. I don't know who that gentleman was, but I just really liked that one.
0: Yeah, I liked him a lot. He, I feel like you need to have a hype man for something like this. And um, I've got a, a thought that comes up a little bit later on here. Um, but yeah, I, I really did appreciate the work that he was doing because he was kind of carrying a lot of load. I think, like, of getting the if I was in the theater. I've been pretty excited for him to begin performing after listening to him yell into a microphone for 30 seconds.
3: Yeah, like I did not do it justice, but he was very good. <laughs> I'm not going to shout in my house during the podcast.
4: <laughs> I can't. I
1: got baby babysit upstairs.
4: Yeah. There was also a beef between um, the Morris uh, band leader and then uh, Dr. Lee. And he, I think at one point they were like, together for some reason and he said to dr lee i see you have that baton you still have that baton stuck up your ass
0: and i was yeah, like his shit talking was great yeah uh, it like,
4: was way better than i just did and it was like it was just like so good and i was like again one of those moments i was like what
0: skirt it was a very a very julia styles delivery you gave us there yeah. um he also had a line a little bit, it might've been in that same scene that he said, a lot of folks can't read the sign that says toilet, but that doesn't mean you know how to use one. Like he's, he was like ultimate sleazy, slick, kind of a, a obvious bad guy, but man, he was fun to watch on screen.
4: Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so needless to say, the, the whole drum line is the pulse of the band without the pulse you're dead. The whole lecture series leads into the drumline getting in trouble and having to actually, you know, uh, pay for it. And so they all have to do push-ups because they did something wrong. And um, they call her GI Jane Deirdre. Um, they're kind of like getting on her business and um, being a little bit of being a little derogatory toward women toward her. And all of a sudden, she's she starts doing one-arm push-ups, and they're like, "Damn." <laughs> okay, we shouldn't mess but with it. we her. put it
0: back in my face. Yeah.
4: Um. They also keep calling the freshmen or, like, whatever this group is, like the new recruits, Crabs. Yep. I felt I, – maybe there's something I'm missing.
0: I, I I was wondering if, like, that was related to their mascot, but I don't – do we know what their mascot was? The Atlanta a and Crabs. Yeah, I'll go with well, the crab. Like, I could see if they were like, oh, if – so Sean, if they were the Atlanta anti-sharks, I could see like, oh, you're crabs because you're like, you know, bottom oh. feeders or whatever.
1: Oh, okay, okay, I like that. Like an insulting bottom feeder type thing, right? Like you guys are just the crabs here.
4: Yeah, but oh. like bottom feeders, there's a lot of other ones that like get me there faster than crabs. I don't know.
1: Call them a slug.
0: I mean, if this is this is very like military style, just call them maggots. Yeah. <laughs> like crabs, crabs are pretty great. I mean, they're all clip clop clip clop crab legs are great. Um, I like crabs a lot. I yeah that it was it was a weird choice to go with like an insult.
4: Yeah, so um, again the band keeps getting in trouble, the drum line keeps getting in trouble. Um, so the whole band has to because we're what what is the line? We're one band one sound. Um, there you go. if the drum line is getting in trouble then everyone is. So they all have to like run the bleachers which I don't know if anyone else here had to run the bleachers, Crooks, I know you had, I had, thank God, I did not have a two bar sousaphone strapped to me during this.
0: No, we, we did the, we ran bleachers a lot um, in track and football, but once every summer, right at the end of conditioning, camp and football, we had to run um, a stadium mile. So it's four laps and then you run the full bleachers on each lap, um, both home and visiting bleachers. Like, it's, it takes like an hour and a half. Like, it's, it's miserable. Um, I feel like one year we had to do it with our helmets on and mouthpieces in because we got in trouble for something that we didn't do in practice that day. That's not safe. I like guess yeah. 101 degrees, you can't breathe that well with mouthpiece in. The helmet is not helping you keep your, your heat out. So yeah, Did like, anybody we'll die, weeks.
2: Chris? Did anybody
0: die? Uh, not to my knowledge, but we were well, a big team.
2: Stop complaining. Brian Crooks. We were, we were a pretty big team. Somebody could have died. I'm kidding. Someone definitely could have died. Anyway.
4: So, yeah. So, they're running the, ble- the bleachers. You know, like the whole, like, we got to get it together. We got to act as a team. We're a new team. Um, then there's, you know, literally one white guy in the entire thing. Maybe there were two g- white guys in the entire thing. Um, and they call him out. And they call him affirmative action, which I was like, hmm. "That's his
0: only name in my notes. Mm, <laughs> that's all I ever called him."
4: Yeah. Um, and they ask him, like, "Why? What are there not enough black people at Georgia Tech?" <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, not. Why are you here? And it really? It, well,
0: yeah. As you said, there might be another. There's, there's for sure one other white guy in the band who plays. I think sousaphone. Yeah. Did anybody else notice there were like a lot of white extras? in the background shots of this movie?
2: A lot. Yes. yes. Uh, during the uh, dorm party, there were several. Yup. At the dorm party, at the the frat party, there were a couple that were like prominently
0: featured right in the background. Um, they had they had a shot of their stands at one point. Like, I think it was during one of the football games. Like 50% white. <laughs> yes. HBCU is half and half black and white.
3: You know, it's just people from the neighborhood. Like, <laughs> The friend of action says he, he lived nearby. That's why he's there. That's true. So it's just people from the neighborhood.
2: And then he I says, a came because, I know how that goes. And he said, I came here because I love black people. I'm yeah. like, that's real nice. Uh huh. That's
0: real the cool. The speech he gives explaining why he came there sounds like a bunch of yeah. dudes who have been called out for appropriation lately. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure that flew really well in 02, but now I'm like, oof. Bitch. Listen, I have many <laughs> black,
2: <laughs> listen, people, seriously, many black friends. I love speech. black women. This is kind of where he was going with that. Great speech.
4: So then as as previously before mentioned, we kind of spoiled it, but we entered the dance team um into the movie. So the dance team by the way is a million times better than the Toros and save the last dance, I'll just have to say. Yup. Yeah. We saw them for like 5 minutes. Um well, actually they got a little play time because we saw them during kind of like the, the, the end throughout. And then at this we're point- were here and there. Devin yeah. watching Zoe for the first time um, as she's like leading you know, the dance team. Again, no coaches, but it's college. So we had dance teams in our sorority and we didn't have coaches other than us. Well, they
0: were dancing under the bleachers. This wasn't even like a real practice I felt like. And also, uh, Zoe Saldana has a dancer's body in this movie.
4: Yes.
0: Mm-hmm she's not she's not julia styles (laughs) she's got a dancer's body in this movie. that's what it's supposed to look like and move like Mm.
4: well this is what um this was like her maybe fourth movie after center stage in which she also had a dancer's body yep and was her big like break breakout movie as eva rodriguez Mm -hmm. um Anyway, so we enter our first sort of snare-off is what I'll call it. Um, a lot of drum-offs, a lot of snare-offs throughout this. So
0: many
4: of them. Yeah, um, this is roughly you know, one of five or six duels that happen. Um, so they basically have to do a variety of different things but they're like kind of drumming. They have to either like lock eyes and drum and like keep, you know, up to the pace with each other or drum the other guy's drum and, and like not interrupt. I I'm not sure. Maybe somebody who has more band experience can can jump in and
3: <laughs> grab this. I is this where, like, the dude's, like, ah, like, playing your drum is, like, making love and then, like, tells him to yes. look in the eye and then play the drums? T- I'm like, so are you making love with each other? Like, I was, like, so uncomfortable. I, was just like, I felt
0: really uncomfortable for poor Deirdre in that scene, too, because he was, like, licking his lips oh, and yeah. borderline thrusting towards her. That wasn't okay.
4: <laughs> yeah, I felt that's what my, like, note about the portrayal of women and sort of the overall treatment, especially of her. Like, she gets shit yeah. on in the beginning because you know she's a woman in like a predominantly male kind of group I guess um and then she like sort of has to prove herself and then here she's like weirdly singled out in a weird way with like the licking of the lips I I felt very uncomfortable about that
0: yeah oddly sexualized for no real reason
4: yeah um and then this is where we get introduced around the idea that your head will be shaved if you
0: do something. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you don't know the last rule in the book. You don't know the last no. rule. Yes. This was the, the point. This is the point where I had just fully committed to hating Devin forever. Mm. Like his head, as I said, is constantly cocked to one side. Like it, that, that irritated me for a reason that I can't explain he gives no respect to anybody at all. Doesn't do anything anyone asks him to do. And he's like the definition of a me first player. Like, it's like he's the drum version of, I don't know, Randy Moss. Like, he's, he's out to get his shit in and doesn't matter about the team. At all. I'm just like, dude, stop it. Like, everything. He's ready to quit the team over this. I'm like, mm-hmm. then go. Then go. Yeah,
3: That's like, <laughs> Nobody it's, wants it's a- you here. Yeah, it's one of the many times he threatens to quit. And I'm just thinking, like, I kept writing it down. I'm like, if he leaves the team, he loses his scholarship. Like, to me, like, if you don't <laughs> right. play, you don't yes. go to school anymore. Right. So yeah. he just, I'd be like, all right, Milford, bye. Like, you go. Like,
0: get out.
4: <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but like, he, he had that whole monologue at the very beginning about, like, you know, he's done something with his life. He's not where his dad did. And he's, like, literally self-sabotaging the entire time.
3: Yeah, it was wild. Like, uh, my dad went to an HBCU, got in a fight with his coach's junior year, and was kicked out of college, because it was like, if you don't play on this football team, you don't go to school here, and that was the end of it. There wasn't like, he hung around campus for a couple months, no. finding his way back in, and you're just kind of like, no, you quit, goodbye, get on get the bus, out. head back, like, your mom's going to be really mad when you show back up to New York, like, a month later.
2: Yeah, like, that's I was waiting for his mu- for like there to be a phone call sequence or like she drives down and be like, you got kicked out of school your first semester? Yeah. You really a- You're the son of a bitch. What the fuck's the matter with you? But nothing like that happened. Like, there's no consequences. It all comes back. And- days
0: this isn't even first semester. This is summer before college. What? This that's is like some- the third day he's there. No, yeah, so yeah
3: the this, this is all August. preseason. This is preseason, <laughs> this is basically. My yeah, head. that's what I was just about to say. I was like, are we even
4: in? <laughs>
2: Oh, my no. head. Okay. No, okay. class is not started
4: yet. Again, no idea what time is. Um, anyway, all I... And then, so we go back. They're hanging out in the dorms. Again, not sure, you know, if if the dorms are, you know, fully full yet or if it's before college still. But somebody's making fried food in the dorm. Maybe fried... Blue.
0: Charles the deep fryer. Yeah. Charles has was, a deep... Yeah, Blue has a deep fryer. Okay. Yummy.
4: Listen to that. It's like... You can't get that, rid of that smell for weeks. <laughs> um, anyway, so then a lot of other stuff happens, but I'm going to jump to the audition. So basically all of the, all the members of the band have to ac- actually audition to get into the band and then they get ranked. Um, I, I think it's one, two, three, four. And one is basically you're on the field and you're like a starter Two is like you know you might be on the field and then like four is like your your third string backup. Um, anyway, so they're auditioning. It's at night on the field. It's apparently freezing in Atlanta this summer because
0: it's like January.
4: Because <laughs> you can see their breath. I was like, I'm. I've been into Atlanta a lot because I have clients there, and it is never that cold.
0: Like maybe that, uh, yeah. It, it, it didn't make sense timeline-wise. Um, so football starts the first week of September. Like, that's when football gets going. I have no idea what you're doing in Atlanta, seeing your breath in August, perhaps
2: even July. <laughs> what is it? I was so distracted by that. I was so I've
4: been, distracted. Yeah,
2: so- I've, I've, yeah, I've been to a, a Atlanta in July and other than that, no, no smoke coming out of anybody's mouth, but I think I burned myself <laughs> once and I was like sizzling because it's so fucking hot there. <laughs> yeah, oh flame. Well,
3: the I, feel, I feel like in most movies you see them like CGI smoke into people's mouth and it's very distracting because they obviously yeah. didn't shoot in cold weather. And I'm like, in this one, I'm like, could we have erased it? Because it doesn't, yeah, you're right. It makes no I'm like, could we borrow the breath from Drumline and put it in like some movie that takes place in Chicago? I'm like, what is happening?
0: If you told me they filmed in Toronto, I'd be like, "Yeah, probably Toronto." They probably did. Sure, cheaper this to film is, there.
3: It's probably before all like the Georgia tax cuts that came in for it's filming Where they filmed
0: there. skulls, I bet. Yeah.
3: Uh, you know what? I think they. Had at Yale. To, I
4: 100 believe they filmed in Georgia because actually we film in Georgia a lot because it's cheaper than LA and. Um,
0: yeah.
4: And they actually have really good talent. They just decided to film in January and pretend like in summer, which is.
0: It's cold as shit. Yeah. Well, well,
4: also like the sun doesn't set until 10 p.m. So these like auditions are like at like 11 or like midnight. Midnight (laughs) happening.
0: Uh, Well, and to go with that, I don't know if you guys noticed every tree in the background of this movie no leaves. These trees are bare ass trees. Like,
3: why are you? What is Watch the movie. Why are you just watching the
0: background? Because Because of Happy Problem. Listen, I. As a graphic designer, I fixate on really minor stuff that drives me nuts. I'm like the worst to go to a restaurant with because I will break down the menu and really irritate everyone that I'm with. And so there was a scene that's coming up in a second within the library and there's a very prominent tree right out from the window. I'm like, there is not a fucking leaf on that tree. Not one. <laughs> it was like a, like a, a jack-o-lantern nearby, I bet. <laughs>
3: um, I, I did not notice that tree, but I also had this one time in high school, junior year, we're sitting in math class. It's like May. I look outside the classroom window and I like freak out for a second. And the guy sitting next to me was like, what's wrong? I was like, has that tree been there all year? It's like, yes,
0: Dana.
3: Our high so school is like literally a square and this tree is in the middle of it. So like that tree has been there since like 1961. And I was just like, wait a second. You're telling me it's been there all year? It's like, that So what me. you're telling
0: me is you were in Winterfell, saw the heart tree. you like, has the heart
3: tree always oh, been there? Yes, that's I was like, "What?" I was like, "That tree." He's like, "Yeah, I, he I don't get that
2: reference. Don't get that reference. Don't want to know it. I'm good. That's okay. okay. okay.
3: It was a good one. So people are cracking up. Don't have to spend any more time on that. But yeah, I'm like <laughs> <Anyway>, during
4: <laughs> conditions in August, Uary, um in <laughs> August. Mm-hmm. Um in Atlanta, so part of the auditions is the upperclassmen flash their car lights based on what rank they think, you know, the, the person auditioning, auditioning is, um, which is, A, why are they there and doing that? It seems.
0: Um, How do they hear from that far away?
4: Yep. Um, and, to across
0: town.
4: Yeah, and then, you know, Dr. Lee or whatever, Mr. Lee is a <sighs> badass. So like, why is he even listening to that? But, right. We we learn from this that the upperclassmen think Devin is a rank one. Uh, P one, a P one, and he plays um, the audition piece like from memory. He doesn't actually read the music, which we'll come back to later.
3: So I did have a like. Is the audition piece meant to be a mystery, like? That was like, they made, like, I know why they made a big deal out of it, because we'll come back to it later, but I was just like, like, is this supposed to be a mystery, and then if so, like, how the hell would he have memorized it, or I just, or is it just supposed to be hard?
0: And three minutes prior, Sean was talking shit about people for looking down when they played. Mm -hmm. So he's like, oh, how dare you not look down? (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Um,
4: Well, Sean and I talked about this a little bit. Like, I actually think he has, like, an ear for music, which is what's gotten by, and so he heard like a sequential series of other auditioners and he was able to kind of like sort of memorize that and then give it a lecture.
1: Yeah, he shows that ability later uh, by showing off the he copies Sean's drum piece that's yeah. like for the finale in like one go, mm-hmm. just by like doing it once. And so it seems like he could just listen to what other people are doing. It seems like an asset, <laughs> like a good thing.
4: Yeah, right. Not, not a reason to kick somebody off a team. Right. Even though we, we, we don't like him personally, but. he's hate um, his guts. Anyway, so um, y- yes. So this is where then he has another interaction with Zoe Saldana in, in the, um, which I can't remember. What is her actual name in this movie?
0: Layla? It's Layla, but we don't find out until the end. And she says it one time. I had to rewind four times to understand what she said and then had to look it up on imdb because i could not understand what she had said in that moment okay
4: all right well layla um <laughs> Devin. Devin in the library and you know he's sitting by himself which by the way this library looked like the worst it was like the worst cubicle office that i've ever seen in my life
2: yes <laughs>
3: Yeah. Did you not have stuff like that? I was like, oh it kinda, that looks nicer than what we had, but I don't oh, no. know. Our library I smaller was nice, school. We had just yeah, had big tables. That
0: was not, not great.
3: We had big tables. I, we like, had like
0: tables.
3: Yeah. All right. I kinda liked the privacy of it all, but that's just me. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway.
4: <laughs> I thought we're cubicles. Um and somehow uh Layla can see Devin over the cubicle not entirely sure where the where the wall is um but anyway she comes by she starts flirting with him I don't know why she's suddenly like she's been really annoyed with him the whole time and all of a sudden she's like kind of falling for him and um you know he like kind of fires back and then she goes do women respond the way you come at them and like kind of storms off and I'm like good for you um, and then here's where I enter an extensive Google search of Zoe Saldana for, for the next five, five minutes or so. And mm-hmm. as I mentioned, this is her fifth, fifth movie um, since Center Stage. She also dated Bradley Cooper from December 2011 to January 2013, which good for her. Good for yeah, her. good and, for both. Yeah, good for both. I, I like that couple. I'm sad that it didn't mm-hmm. last um and she's also left-handed and according to wikipedia in 2015 tweeted in support of the left-handed movement so yeah
2: yeah her and uh, ned flanders both yeah. yeah left-handed scissors for all i say Not to worry about. i'm a supporter
4: a, a well-rounded <laughs> individual um But anyway, if we want to, if we want to introduce this segment, Love It First Semester, I know it's a very shallow series of romances that come up, but, um, we started talking about it earlier. So just wanted to open the floor to talk about, um, Zoe and Nick or Ernest and what I wrote down was female drummer, but apparently her name is Deirdre. Uh,
0: okay. So I hated Zoe and Nick. Um, She has no reason to like him. He's super cocky, doesn't even seem nice. There's a point where she uses the word boyfriend and he reacts as though she says, I have hepatitis. He's like, what boyfriend? Ooh, well, 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 all that. You've been chasing her for the entire film. She says boyfriend and you basically like freak out and turn pale, which was pretty awful out of him. Um, His whole character is just like really cheesy pickup lines about how amazing he is the things that I think that sweetness would have said in Roll balance if he was in college. And mm-hmm. I think we're supposed to think that she's older than him. Um, in the very beginning, he says she's a freshman based on nothing at all. Um, so the fact that she's like an upperclassman and is going for this shit, it's even less sense to me. I, I hated this couple together.
4: Yeah. I wrote down, why was this even a plot line? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Can I explain are- it?
3: We are we are given no like I don't know if it was meant to show a redeeming side of him because it didn't. Um, <laughs> I was just kind of like, so he's a dick to her too. Great, great, great. More yeah. reasons to root for him. Like i was just like, what is happening? Oh yeah, yeah. It was just, I just, I yeah. It was unnecessary. He could have just had a buddy.
1: It seemed, True. Like, it seemed like they made this movie about like this drumline, you know arc, and then someone said, wait, how can you have this college movie without a romance? Quick. Do something. That one. Why give, not? Give me a woman.
3: Yeah. yeah. This is like, is there a director's cut where we get more? Like, I don't think we've talked about director's cut in a while, like the four-hour yeah. varsity uh, blues that Zach exists. The Zack Snyder
2: cut <laughs> of Drumline, yeah. The Zack yeah. Snyder wait, <laughs> that
3: is yeah, just, uh,
2: yeah. The relationship, you know, it was, it was, I guess it was fine, but it didn't need to happen. It was just I, I felt bad for Devin for like a second when he got into that fight, but at the same time, he got into a fight. So I wouldn't want to introduce you to my parents either. I felt kind of bad for him for a second. I was like, I was going to meet your parents, but I just overreacted. I'm sorry. But then. Act right. You started a fight. Act life. right. Act right. And then good <laughs> things happen. Act wrong. And you don't know, get to meet your If
0: girlfriend. we
3: cut the Zoe Saldana stuff, does this come in at a cool 90 minutes? Like, do we think it's not I two hours? So.
0: Right, okay. Yep, I think you that cut that good. and like Thank one one good. of the montages, and you're at like a 88 minutes before the credits. All right, I'll okay. work
3: on it. I'll cut it together. <laughs> um, I will say though,
4: we're about we're about to introduce the scene, but um, the scene when they kiss was nominated for an MTV Best Kiss that year, which that is pretty good. Did you see pretty
0: who good. they lost to? What? Did you see who they lost to?
4: I didn't. Actually, uh, I actually I I did, but I can't remember.
0: They lost to Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst in Superman, the upside-down kiss. Upside-down like, kiss? Oh. That's a really famous scene. That kiss is not good. Upside-down kiss, you, you're, you're kissing chins and whatnot. It's not a great kiss. The kiss itself in this movie was like genuinely hot, but like the scene was so insanely overdone. It was like, slow-motion stomping in the
2: background. And I was like, this is...
0: We're, we're, I, we're, we're getting
2: there. Timberland boots. I'm like, I like the match of Timberland boots. That was pretty cool. Yeah, some some blue tones. Wait, Dave, wait.
3: <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. Sorry. Arms- yeah. All, right. <laughs> sorry. All right. Megan is <laughs> waving her arms. All
2: right.
4: All right. So we're transitioning away from Love at first semester because sorry guys. Um,
1: you didn't like the uh drumline love story plotline? I think that was there to make you feel like the Zoe and Nick plotline was like way deeper. Because in comparison, it was. I didn't even know that they were like
0: together. There was a point in my notes I wrote down, where the hell is Ernest? (laughs) Like he was gone for like an
2: hour of this movie. He he, uh, joined the uh, KKP? uh,
3: I don't don't know if those are the letters. Um, I (laughs) will say (laughs) though, that is a good point. There's a point where like Nick Cannon, who is Ernest's roommate, is like sitting in his room. All of Ernest's shit, his stuff is gone. His bed is gone. gone. Everything is gone. And no one comments on it. I was just like, and then they finally, like, an hour later in the movie are like, Man, where's Ernest been? And I'm like, are you just noticing? <laughs> blue. My, my
0: notes mind. say, Where the hell is Ernest? And then he shows up two seconds later. Cause I'm like, This dude has been missing, but he's missing.
3: Did you Call notice that stuff in the background, though? That's the one time I did notice stuff in the background of the scene. that all I did of not. Shit I, was mis-
0: I noticed his giant mystical poster. <laughs> I did not notice all of Ernest's shit was gone.
3: Even the mattress. It was wild.
4: Anyway. <laughs> I did not notice that either, but we're going to we're gonna fast forward for the listeners at home. <clears throat> um, anyway, so jumping back into the plot line, so... Affirmative action guy. Sorry. I don't, I don't know. <laughs>
0: that's his name.
4: His name is Jason. Yep. Who's listen- thank you. Okay. Thank you, Jason. Who's listened to music from this university all of his life. And that's why he joined this university. Gets challenged by his roommate or they like throw his roommate against him. And he's kicked out as a starter. And it's just like. he's bad. I mean, yeah, he's bad. He's not good. No. Um
0: I, I was I was shocked he made P two in the first place. Like he can't move, he's he's off rhythm, and the dude he's drumming against has a bigger drum than him. <laughs> like so, is the level of difficulty higher for that poor dude? So it just like, comes yeah, down. To I man, that was him. Drum too. thickness, got it. Drum thickness is what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, his drum was his drum was not thicc. It was you know thck, regular <laughs> thick. Got it.
4: thick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway, apparently at this point. I, I was like, I thought they were at a football game during a, like a halftime <laughs> show. Sean goes, no, there's no football being played. And I was like, what? No. I, nope. I thought, is it football season? Is it summer? Is
3: it winter? I, I'm still not. It's football it cost, season. My guess is it costs too much to actually get to choreograph some football going on in the background. They were like, fuck it. We'll never see any. You're just going to, it's always going to be halftime.
0: there's two dudes in football uniforms on the sideline Mm -hmm. of a later game but i don't believe they have pads on so i think it's like two injured guys on the sideline just kind of milling around
3: again you're not paying for football equipment helmets just like general sense of this is when marching band happens there's a foot there's football (laughs) nearby (laughs) anyway so
4: um at some point they the marching band comes on and perhaps they're better than the football players and the cheerleaders. So maybe that's why we don't care about any of them. Not sure. Um, There's a point in which Nick Cannon is supposed to come up and like match or do the drum solo. He chickens out. There's a whole thing. Sean's like, why do we even rehearse? Um, Then all of a sudden, we get to the party. Hold on,
0: hold on. There's there's a part of that scene that that genuinely upset me. Um, Mm -hmm. So... As we mentioned, I did not go to HBCU, but my parents, we'd always watch like whatever the big showcase was between like, Grambling and Southern or whatever, that they'd have every year. And they nicknamed this band, the baddest band in the land. I'm like, that is the laziest HBCU band nickname I've ever heard in my life. I did some Dave research here. I got a list. Mm. The list is very long. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. There's a handful here. Uh, Central State University's marching band is the Invisible Marching Marauders awesome. Howard right? Howard is Showtime Jackson State is the sonic boom of the south Hi. Delaware State is the approaching storm Southern University is the human jukebox oh. Bowie State Symphony of Soul Alcorn State this is how it's literally written Alcorn State is the sounds of dynamite <laughs> like it's D-Y-N-O-M-I-T-E and Virginia State is the Trojan Explosion. So to go with the baddest band in the land? Oh, you guys are lazy. Mm, you guys are fucking lazy.
3: All the good ones were taken.
0: <laughs> there were hundreds that on <laughs> the list.
3: Exactly, the list was all separated good
0: out by state. Uh, I was so mad at that.
4: All right. Well, sorry that I almost skipped over that.
0: <laughs> yeah. You <it> should be. <laughs>
4: Um, anyway, we transition to a party because there's parties on college campuses. In um, this party all of a sudden we hear, "Do you ladies feel a step coming on?" And I love a good step team. Like as a dancer who could not do step very well or at all, I love a step team that has it together. But they just show up at this party and they're matching outfits. That- Julia Styles
2: would have ruined this whole routine. I was gonna ask too, is is that something that happens? I know at, at, at I don't parties that so. <laughs> people show up like a-
4: yeah. No. I think they just step in their regular outfits that they're wearing at the
0: party.
2: Probably. Yeah.
3: Was, like, the guys even, were also
2: in matching outfits.
3: Yeah, like I thought for the guys it like made sense because they were all like blue Tims, so that made sense to me. But even the ladies were all wearing the same like black boot. And I was yeah. just like, yeah. Really? Would y'all want those? They looked uncomfortable. And the red it also
0: feels like there's no individuality like I feel like you know college age women want to distinguish themselves from all the others that they're around they don't want to all look the same
4: yeah and the red sequin tops it, or what rhinestone tops or whatever they were wearing yeah like, step teams at least that I remember are were sort of like okay well we have some colors we have some like you know general rules, and then everyone kind of like does their own style in relation to that not like a you know a jazz dance team in which you're literally wearing the same, like, unitards. Yeah.
3: yeah. it It just seemed weird because, like, I don't know if they were a step team. I think it was more of, like, like uh, black, like, frat sororities, like, have, like, yeah. steps. And so, like, I think even weirder, though, to be like, hey, we're going over to Psy, whatever the hell the frat was, and, like, we're all going to wear our matching red shirts. But, yeah. Um, because we used to, I don't know if we had a, a black fraternity at my school, but we definitely had dudes who would like step in the cafeteria from time to time. And I was like, that's mm. really cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, I hear you on that. That was probably
4: a sorority fraternity thing. But yeah, even more weirder that yeah. they're in the exact same outfits. But I did like the blue Timberlands.
2: Yeah.
3: That was pretty neat. That was was like, that's, that's nice.
2: Beautiful suede. I'm like, you can't get those wet or they are ruined.
3: Could you imagine yeah. wearing those to a party? Oof.
2: Oh no, because it would take one drop of beer and they'd be ruined forever. Oh. There's, there's can there's you can't step in those middle gonna get creases. Yes,
4: you, you can't. And in Atlanta in in July or August.
3: Oof. Yeah. Oof. Again. In, gen,
2: in in January, August, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> and then like this is where they make out, which I was just like, not the time. Like I don't know. I just wasn't feeling this make out. And I understand why it lost was it like, um,
0: like traditionally you'd go outside for this makeout you wouldn't do it like in the party you take her like, side and
2: say hey i'm feeling some feelings and then you make out yeah. was it the music that kind of like, built built up to it maybe at the point it's like oh the music's getting a little fun oh yeah, yeah then, the, or maybe was it or, or just the no.
3: frat guys were stepping and the people <laughs> just watching it and they were reading, the
2: music like, i don't think
3: so, so the rhythm just like, kind of birds up your
2: loins, you're like, it's time to kiss. Yeah. No.
0: The rhythm of the Tims got them going. There you go.
2: Tim rhythm, yeah.
4: I just, this, I just felt like it was a Mariah Carey music video, which is, I'm saying yeah. I'm here for a very particular reason here. Um, mm. Because Nick Cannon was in her music videos back in the oh. day before they started dating, you know, fast forward 10 to 15 years later, which, um, hey, yikes. But it, it just felt like all of a sudden this movie's been at the same pace, the same direction, the same like visual kind of design. And then all of a sudden it felt like one of those music videos, like back from the early 2000s in which we or were- the
0: slow motion was a lot.
4: Yeah. And I was like, what is happening here?
0: The Christopher Nolan romance scene all of a sudden.
3: Yes. Yeah. It was very uncomfortable. I was like, I don't want to watch this.
0: No, didn't need it. Didn't need it.
4: Anyway, so after that very uncomfortable moment, um, you know we we go back to devin being in the band, and this is where you know i'm sure there's more things that lead up to this, but i I just wrote down this is where we learn that he doesn't read music um, and you know I think so he's thrown into a music class um, by hit by Dr. Lee and. Yeah. By the way, is it just him in the class?
3: Because when they like by
2: himself, it just
3: focuses right on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe he it's just to catch him up. and this teacher. Well, because yeah. there's people in the class later, so I think that's maybe true. he needed to get some like, okay, you need a refresher since he hasn't been in this class until like x number of weeks into the semester. I'm giving them. Uh, but if the that's true,
0: this teacher is so exuberant in his teaching to one student.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: he's motioning a lot with his hands he's running around the room
3: he is happy to impart musical knowledge on any students Talking about
0: paradiddles and rudiments
3: sure yeah
1: Yeah,
4: there is a little bit um he does kind of say something but they don't dig into it very much around like um why studying music will make you hate it Uh, like i think it was kind of an underlying like um message there and And I think like, I totally get that because I really loved swimming when I was like growing up and then people found out that I was like good at it. And so then I was like on the swim team and then I was like pushed really hard because I was good at it. And then yeah. all of a sudden swimming became like something I hated, um, even though it was like, you know, something I had originally loved. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's why he's being so rebellious about this class versus you know, just like saying like, you know, I'm just gonna check the box and like, take it. Um,
0: that could be the case. I could see that. I don't know. But I think he hates school in general. Cause you know, he's like a, like a shithead. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's like a shitty person. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: he was, he's a guy, he lives on feel. He feels it. Music's more of a feel thing for him. It's like, I have to go read this stuff that's on paper to make music with my drum. Fuck that.
0: Well, and I mean, I play a number of instruments. I can't read any music at all. Dave, okay. can you read music? I know you play a lot of you play more than I do. I think
2: only on the bass clef for cello and bass. Like, right, I, okay, I that makes sense. Nothing, nothing with the treble clef for like violin or any of the other cool instruments like trumpet or
0: anything. Like that. And Sean, obviously, you can read music for French horn. Can you read music for any other instruments, or is it like specifically
1: that one? It's pretty transferable. I mean. As long as it's in the same clef, you can read it, basically. Yeah.
0: yeah I never learned how to read music.
1: That's why <laughs> I had to quit
0: band with that trombone. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I played flute. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> for about a year. And that consisted of me, like, you have to, like, log a certain amount of practices, and, like, your parents have to sign off. And yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
4: my mom would be like... She never lied about anything in her life until she was like, fine, I'll just sign that because I don't want you to actually fall
0: for that many hours. What's, what's super embarrassing for trombone is you can't even fake it because everyone else's slide is going one direction, yours is going the wrong direction, and everyone can see it. <laughs> so I couldn't even like fake as though I knew what I was doing. I was obviously the one playing the
2: wrong notes constantly. I always admired uh, flautists or flute players, flautists, because they have this little, this little tiny instrument to carry, and I had these big. I was I play the upright bass and I have to carry that shit. Cello, I have to carry that shit.
4: Yeah,
2: flute or clarinet or something like that with a reed. You know, with a reed oboe. Some, some a little lighter. A reed, dude, oboe. You know, there's a there's a there's a demand for oboists out there. <laughs> as 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 far as I know, and. I, I've, yeah, there's there's demand for it, and I demand it. Oh
3: my god! All
4: right, Dana, did you play an instrument? Do you
3: wanna? Um, I played the clarinet, and I fantastic. Yes. <laughs> um, I had to like I was the only one of the only fourth graders in band, and I should oh. have been second to last chair. Uh, clarinet but I had to switch seats with the girl next to me because she couldn't read music and I refused to write the letters of the notes and how long to hold it on my paper so I was like no I don't need that (laughs) So I had to switch chairs
4: all right so anyway he doesn't read music bad deal yikes Um, and he gets kicked off and there's like a whole big thing but then
3: we we do get to meet the what is it, Morris Brown Band? And they play like the cool music, and the conductor's like playing the music and shaking his ass. I was like, I love this yeah, guy. Because they do like. in a
0: Steve Harvey suit. Oh, yeah.
3: Because they do like Apache, and then AANT yeah. a- 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 um, responds with Flight of the Bumblebee. Like, give me a fuck. Uh,
2: so that was so lame. The lamest it's nerd. So lame. embarrassing.
3: And he's just like, like, he like. Like, He's Orlando He's Jones is himself. so proud of himself and it is awful um, and then I think they did I'm going to call it Let Me Clear My Throat I don't know if there's an. If that's like a sample it's or something.
0: The 900 number is the beater plan I forget who the DJ is behind that but it's putting on a lot of but yeah, Let Me Clear My Throat is kind of what we'd all know from that era
3: yeah. yeah, so the like then the purple team does that. That's why I just kept calling them purple team. Cause, but it's Morris Brown, right? Morris, okay. Morris, Morris Brown. Morris
2: Brown, the fighting Wolverines. Yeah, um, exactly.
3: Yeah, right. like Mr. Wade is just like shaking it and connecting yeah, he, it. And it was, I loved purple him. It was suit. great.
0: He was, it was, it was, he, I had a lot of fun watching him. And I mean,
3: just that reminded
0: shit. me so much of every coach I wanted to have in high school. But I had Coach Still, who was like, he was Dr. Lee. So I'm like, oh, yeah, they're running, like, double reverse passes. And he's like, it's okay. We're going to go with a nice halfback dive. <laughs> well, let's not do that. Let's run something fun.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's where the halftime, I think, what is, is – Devin play that guy's drum or the guy plays so, Devin. Well, that's, a,
0: that's, that's against the Devils, who I oh, think is Bethune-Cookman.
3: Okay. I don't man. know.
0: They, they, have, they have Bethune-Cookman colors on. Yeah. Um, he plays the, the dude's drum and he gets punched in the face because he deserved to get punched in the face. Yeah. And my notes were always, I always feel bad for the marching band where the dudes have the chin straps from their hats in their mouth. Like it seems super
2: uncomfortable. The chin strap is always like a mustache. Germs. It feels, Germs. What, are you, what Germs. are you doing? Right up in your mouth. It's a, yeah, it's it's a mouth. mouth. COVID, COVID. It's COVID danger right there. That's
4: why there's no
1: marching going on right now.
4: John commented on this quite a bit.
1: It
0: feels so uncomfortable.
1: Sometimes high, but those are particularly high. He was chewing on it. It was like a
2: like a bridle.
4: Yeah, it was bad. Um, but I I do want to mention before cause because that's kind of the next point, but all of a sudden Devin is a celeb with
0: mm-hmm. a, from one I, performance. I,
4: I don't really quite understand how we like skyrocketed into celebrity dumb between it doesn't big- make
2: sense.
4: But anyway. So he's a slub with Morris Brown College. They know him, they want him, (laughs) don't understand. Um, And then a string of bad luck luck happens for him. Um, So as we mentioned, the Devils situation. Um, So the Devils was a different band. Um, They were, I'm not exactly sure what was happening. They had like actual like devil mascots in the background just like jumping around. It was very (laughs) distracting. But at least I wasn't bored at that point. Um, And then all of a sudden, Devin gets punched in the face. To be honest, I would have punched in the face as well because he's like getting all up in this other band's business. Um, Then immediately after, he gets denied by his girlfriend because, um, you know, he's obviously he's getting punched in the face during a marching band contest or in the middle of a halftime, and her parents are there watching it. And so she's not going to be like, oh, and this is my boyfriend's psycho. The black standard. eye. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, real quick here. Um, how familiar are you guys with the Stanford marching band?
2: Anybody? Only the, uh, the, the John Elway pass where they oh. ran on the field. Okay. That was Stanford. Stanford of, which isn't a lot. Um, For now, what okay. I mean?
0: Yeah, but, well, that was Stanford versus Cal. I think, I think Cal ran through the Stanford band on that play, I think, it look at them there. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a, a quick series of bullet points here on the Stanford band. The Stanford marching band is like the bad boys of marching band. <laughs> so this scene reminded me of them, um, him playing somebody's drum and starting a fist fight. I, I had to look up some of these. So <clears throat> here we go. 1970, we're going way back way the stanford marching band dropped their pants during the halftime show of a national televised game 1974 they mocked the patty hearst kidnapping with what they called the patty hearst formation which was uh two buns and no patty <laughs> she was kidnapped months uh, earlier um, that's they that's have good been comedy i love it that. gets it gets better they have been banned from disneyland permanently <laughs> uh in 1986, they committed what is called a mass public urination. <laughs> so I guess all of them peed at the same time. The 1986 USC game, they spelled out no balls on the field and then formed the formation of a gigantic penis during That's the sweet. national televised halftime show. 1986 Great. UCLA game, they spelled out UCLA and then turned it into C-U-N-T during the nationally televised halftime show. That's no the fucking 19- way is this true. Yes. You're lying. Hold on. It gets so much better. The 1989 USC game, they had what was called a pre-game free-for-all fist fight with the USC marching band. Um, they were banned from Oregon, the whole state of Oregon, for 11 years after a formation uh, where they mocked the destruction of the spotted owl habitat by Oregon logging companies. I guess that was a really tough point for Oregon. Um, they were banned from ever appearing at Notre Dame in 1991 after the drum major dressed up like a nun and conducted the band with a wooden cross. Oh my God! The 1994 USC game. They, this is this is. Listen to this, all right? Talk about trolling. 1994. Keep that year in mind. 94 USC game. They drove a white Ford no. Bronco with bloody handprints no. all around the track during the halftime show against what? USC where OJ played 1997 <laughs> they were banned from playing during home games against Notre Dame for 2 years following a potato famine themed <laughs> halftime
3: show uh,
0: uh, wait, the okay, 2000- wait. Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: okay i feel like this is this is plenty um just one and then two um how do you get away with doing that shit aren't there adults involved that are go like all right the you got to are, they, turn they this to like cunt like how, what
0: the adults are fine with it like this is this is this is the culture of their band i'm going to give one more i have two more i'm going to give one one of them makes fun of iowa which is sad for me so i'm not going to do that one the this is this one is wild 2004 BYU the drum major and several cheerleaders mocked polygamy against BYU well, by you know, staging I- a series of weddings on the field while the announcer proclaimed Marriage is a sacred bond between a man and a woman and a woman and woman. a woman and a woman. Yes. <laughs> so seeing him play somebody's drum and get punched, I'm like, dude, stand for to be like, okay, fine, we'll punch you back. <laughs> as, they're as, bad as, as full assholes.
2: As someone who personally thinks polygamy is a destructive practice, I'm fully <laughs> on board with their behavior on that one. Yeah. I watched Sister Wives, I had no comment on this.
3: I wish I knew about this. My brothers went to school at Stanford. I would have like gone to football games. I would have figured out a way to get there if I had known the marching band was so entertaining. There
0: were so many I left out. Like they are in
2: trouble constantly. This list this list is insane. It goes They have a whole Wikipedia it It goes on forever.
3: Well tweet it out. Yes. (laughs) Check (laughs) out our handle recap and gown pod on Twitter.
0: (laughs) It's so much.
4: All right. Well, I I appreciated that, but I don't understand how Uh-oh. you do a pot- potato famine-themed halftime.
0: I have no idea. I'm not even sure what
2: that is. <laughs> no, it's fighting Irish. They have and <laughs> oh, the-
0: toy, 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 toy. Uh,
2: we, we can say toy, 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 That's gonna have to. No one's no one's gonna be offended by that. Google that a little bit more. That's. We have Irish listeners. I'm sorry,
0: Irish listeners. We've got a we've got a handful. they are gonna feel bad for you guys.
3: I was like you have no, Irish I mean, people I, on the podcast too. Like
0: I mean I mean actual Irish listeners in Ireland.
3: Oh. Slauncha?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. Sláinte? laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let's go. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, Irish
4: uh, listeners, I'm three sorry. Years gone. No slauncer. I'm not Irish and so is Sean. So we, yeah. My,
3: yeah.
4: we are and so is Dana, so we are we're sorry on
3: behalf of yeah. God. <laughs> I wish I knew to say sorry in Gaelic, but I don't Same. anywho, back to the drink, bad luck.
4: He gets punched in the face, denied by Zoe, kicked out of the band, lies to his mom about it, which, I mean, thank God his mom appeared because I thought she was dead at this point because there's no other mention uh,
0: Yeah.
3: Um,
4: Yeah. And then I wrote another note, which I'm not exactly sure what that means. So I,
1: I think there's a point <laughs> where uh, the other band director tried to like woo him. And then- Yeah, that's what that is. Morals and was like, oh no, I'm really loyal to this guy that like kicked me out
4: yes and so
1: while not play at all he,
4: yeah while he could have gone to another school with a full scholarship and you know still been it made sense for him to be at school instead of this situation where he's gotten kicked off of his scholarship so he's just hanging around as dana mentioned earlier um yeah he he lets that down
3: yeah there's also like a weird speech at some point between like um i must say orlando bloom that's not who it's <laughs>
0: No I kind of wish it was. It'd be <laughs> Dr.
3: Lee and Sean were like, Dr. Lee comes at Sean for like kind of being a dick to Devin. And I was like, where was this speech two months ago? Like, we could have used this like back in preseason. Like, I wanted to be like too little too late, bro. Like, this is so it just don't get on How your high convenient. horse now. Yeah, like you're gonna be like, oh, well, you should. I don't even know what he said. But I was just like this would have been helpful months ago and maybe Devin would still be on the team. Yeah, he shames him
0: for, like, exposing that Devin can't read music and being yeah. like, well, you were a dick demo. Well, if you knew that at the time, why didn't you say anything, you ass?
3: Yeah. I mean, it was frustrated. Yeah. But then,
4: good, good news for Devin. There's a turnaround. Oh, um, good. Yeah. So his <laughs> um, absentee father sends him mixed tapes.
0: Made no sense.
3: <laughs> uh, who, also, good thing to know, guys. He's a musician himself. What? Yeah,
0: plays yeah. drums.
3: Yeah, he
4: was once. Yeah, he was once a musician that then turned into a deadbeat dad and a subway. What do you call that?
3: MTA taker. I don't know. I don't
4: know. <laughs> taker of tickets. Yeah. Um, then Sean and Devin drum off again. Uh, he so was,
0: unnecessary. Didn't yeah. need that.
3: Really bad insults, I was like, I can't. I literally cannot. I, re- I almost wanted to mute good. it. That's why I only gave it one bullet, but you
4: guys just added two more, so. Okay, my, my apologies. <laughs> 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 and one then, bullet. Yeah, one bullet. And then Enter the Secret Society that we just talked about earlier in which Ernest is um, unveiled as being in the Secret Society and that's where he's been for the last-
0: It's two. the skulls all of a sudden. Well, no, it's this...
2: Kappa Kappa. size. Uh-huh. And they actually do that. I'm like, oh, this, this is fantastic. This is a great secret society. I love it.
3: Megan, love was it. this like your secret society where you were like <laughs> unmasked in the middle of campus and no, everyone could see you? Yes. OK. <laughs> However,
4: I didn't disappear for months and there was actually a point to it.
3: Like, mm-hmm. what was the point to this? There was no. They had a lot of ideas. And didn't know which ones to cut.
0: The but, entire know. character of Ernest did not need to be in this movie. The movie would have been just fine without him. Have, okay. have
2: Nick Cannon live with affirmative action. I- uh, it seemed to make him more of a confident person. He just comes back in, into the group and he's like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to say I like this girl. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, yikes. And, and, and he was more kind of a... How would I describe him earlier in the movie? When The way he was eating, just kind of a buffoon. Watching oh, yeah. him was, was gross.
3: He was eating <laughs> quickly because he had to go be with the secret society. Nom,
2: nom, nom. Yeah, blah, 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 he, and, he, and he ends up spinning food all over everyone else's food. So. <laughs> he,
3: the cookie Like, like oh, It's oh, just like the cookie monster right. he just crumbles the cookie and nothing goes in his mouth. <laughs> Ernest <laughs> with the hamburger. Yum, yum, yum.
0: Gross.
4: I, I wanted him actually he would have been a great like sort of alter character to um, Devin because he was like, you know, the one, who was like lovable, like, just like, you know, you wanted him to succeed, but they like didn't really juxtapose them as much in that way. And the fact that he was out of the movie for like an hour of the movie, it just like failed that. And so it could have been that this was like his sort of, Know, his turning point in you know, their relationship, but there mm-hmm. was really no reason for that storyline be- because they did not build that up.
2: How I was trying to figure out who, who I knew that. I, Jason Weaver, the actor, he played oh. Michael Jackson on the Jackson's the, uh, the American Dream miniseries. Yep. You guys remember that from TV? He was little it's, Michael. Yes. that is. What he I was remember.
0: little Michael. He was also um, he was the older brother and Smart Guy with Taj Mahal. I
3: don't go. care about that one, but... I michael jackson
0: michael. <laughs> i loved michael so good yeah he was little michael and then joe jackson beat him unmerciful
3: oh
0: yeah do we have um, to talk about,
2: are we talking about the happy parts it's okay yeah,
3: true. <laughs> um there's a little thing with jason trying to like get his spot back which i thought when he originally gets challenged it, i was like oh bill this is my favorite part but it's like jason is like this little this little wiggle he does and he's trying to like get the rhythm and it cracks yeah. me up every single time he's and... got no ass um, it's where like I think Nick Cannon. It says he's like river dancing with his drum. Um, I also decided Jason looks like Bert from Sesame Street at that moment, or like <laughs> or the the Eagle guy. So I was just like, oh, like a Muppet playing the bass drum. Like it was. I'll like have to find a gif of it and put it. Yeah, he is shift.
0: hitting that drum. He's hitting the drum so hard, and just I like swinging like this his whole wiggle. whole yes, yeah. yeah, way fish body. <laughs> like it is. It was really God, his, his, his face is so focused, like he's really like tongue out Charlie Brown style. It's a lot to look at. Yeah. yeah.
3: And then finally we get to the showdown. Wait, but first. Oh, 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 oh I don't really care about this. Her major. Yeah, who cares?
0: Yeah. Well, what the only part that I care about with that, she changed her major because her parents said that there was like no future in a dance major. And then they made her study philosophy as though we have just like oodles of philosophy jobs.
2: Yeah. We're running around now.
4: Yeah. yeah. John and I were literally talking about this.
2: Yeah. Philosophy jobs. Yeah. just a whole website, philosophyjobs.com. <laughs> Been
4: there? But okay. here's my thing. Like, if you are actually good at dancing and you want to like have a career in dance. Mm-hmm. You really shouldn't have a major in dance. You should actually just be dancing in professional mm-hmm. at this point. At the right. Whatever, 20. Yeah.
0: yeah, you can just get a job as a dancer somewhere. If you're in Atlanta, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's somewhere that's, that's a big enough city. Yeah. If you're good at it, you can get a
2: company to hire you as a dancer. Mm-hmm. I always recommend something practical to most people, like accounting and minor in dance. Is that okay? Can philosophy. You- that no, would- no, no, number one philosophy no one should ever major in philosophy i mean i love to what was it kant and kierkegaard and let me get some Hello. other names yeah 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 all, uh, all those guys are great but for
0: some kind of group. aristotle and nothing. socrates as megan would say
3: nothing, nothing. So- like i took yeah. one philosophy class in college and yeah. didn't even get a good grade in it because i couldn't like bullshit my way through the final paper i was just like i don't want to write this this class is stupid
2: so. I'm sure the yeah. professor, when they were grading, just said, "But why? <laughs> <laughs> why exactly that?" And that because <laughs> you can just keep that, all those that philosophy stuff. You just keep asking why, and just go in circles. Yeah. That's what you got to do. So I quit. I quit philosophy.
4: philosophy I'm done. Is so angry. I, I don't. Know. <laughs> um, yeah. yes, now we're at the contest. We're at the big, you know, the last big battle morris brown is performing with pd pablo which not sure i understand this at all
3: i was so sad yeah. they, also, they like picked the worst pd pablo song so i was just yeah. kind of like you get pd pabs and you do that i was like i don't even know what the song is i was so upset i didn't know
0: and i was i was mad
3: i don't know what the song is
4: i don't think he's adding any value i think he's actually subtracting value um, it was probably the worst thing I heard all movie, to be honest. In- For
2: sure, oh,
0: Okay, yeah. The, this was this was uh, Sweetwater Rollers, adjacent uh, Jace from Roll Bounce. Like what most of what you're doing is not marching band stuff. <laughs> like most of it is P D Pablo running around yelling into a microphone. That's not. I was I was I was so excited to see him show up because I used to love P D Pablo, and I'm like, this is gonna be great. Oh, this is what it is though. Like yeah. you just going to yell into a mic in a fur coat, Petey? That's, that's your whole point here? No, he used to
2: make me want to take my shirt off and twist it around my head like a helicopter. That's right. right. But, but not raise, with this performance. But not it, with this performance. Is
3: that nope. the song Raise Up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Sorry, I had yeah, that to was jump but I did like Google it. <laughs> he also had Freak-A-Leak.
3: Yep. That Freak-A-Leak was, was great. great.
2: Freak-a-Leak, what, that Freak-a-Leak was after was this great. movie,
3: though, and he appeared yes, on some like Sierra songs. Freak-A-Leak. That was fantastic. To be fair
0: by Stephen gym, because I'd drink in the before it. Uh,
4: as deep as I was Googling Zoe Saldana, I was also Googling Pete Pablo um, at this point because I was as bored. Anyway. It was awful. Um so so anyway, there's a tie, of course, because Morris Brown and A A T and T, no
0: A A A I'm sorry, I'm not yeah,
4: I'm not you have no you know part of this, no branding
3: associated with this. Sorry
4: about that. Uh, anyway, so it comes down to like a, another duel, of course. Um
3: wait we mentioned that like Nick is still not in the band. So he helps them come up with their music they're gonna play. I'm happy he wasn't not in the band. And I wrote I love that he didn't get his ass back in the band. Thought it was great. Me too. And then, too. And then,
4: then what happened?
3: And then they're like Oh hey,
4: you should go in for this final, you know, dual drum off, snare off, whatever it is. For this Cecil, very important thing
2: that, that that will determine if we win. Yes. You should be oh, out. Cecil, there. Yep. no
1: practice. That's who I felt the worst for in this like whole movie. At the very end, Cecil has to like take his pants off in the stadium, just like <laughs> give it to this random guy from the band from the band. And say, I like, was
2: waiting. I was waiting for the shot of just him like like nude like just like, like
0: is covering apart
2: boxers.
1: Cecil had funny. no
0: lines. He had zero lines before this. Poor Cecil.
1: Aww. And they even made a point earlier of like how the drum line was being kept smaller after he got kicked off like down. Yeah. they just like, oh, oh. like I have an extra suit for him. But, nope this guy. No Cecil get naked. <laughs>
3: Um, I do not know the bylaws of the HBCU marching band off in Atlanta, but I have to believe that if you don't perform in the actual performance, you cannot be in the drum off.
0: Uh, I some random
3: I'm throwing a flag on the play. I'm so oh my god. Of god. Um, also, I thought the cymbal spinner people were like, oh, I was like, I want to be a cymbal spinner. I don't. It
0: was too much. Just like waving them around all crazy for for a long time.
3: Um, guys, I got time now in quarantine, so I'm just going to get some cymbals out of my front
2: pot. Just one day, all, all I want is for people to just make a big like horseshoe of bass drums and let me go down the line and just do that, because that seemed pretty fun. I would like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, that performance that they have, the Atlanta AT routine for their like drum-off, seemed way too complicated to just like, have in your back pocket in case. Yeah, like, they, they're just ready I mean, to go. They have dance associated with it. They said so they're holding up bass drums and letting I random mean- folks just come by and hit them.
3: I yep. think that's like part of it because they did that like every show where like the whole band would perform and then the drum lines go at it. So I feel oh, like you, sure. like you know that's in your back pocket. It also could have just been those performances, and I didn't need the full band.
0: Yes, I didn't need what happened before that. It could have just been just drums and
1: I'd find fine with that.
3: Um, it was also way better than the roll b- roll bounce tiebreaker because like it was actually like impressive, and I was floored. I Like put the notebook down and just kind of like stared in wonder at the whole
2: scene. Yep. Bam. I was in Florida. Way I, I will better. say. Uh a kid trying a triple axle and <laughs> hurting himself. The, the bands were way better. Yeah.
0: The um I was a little bit distracted because um, I don't know if you guys know I think Dave, we put this a lot when we were living together. Outcast has a song called Morris Brown, yes. which is my favorite Outcast song.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I wanted to walk out to my like during my wedding into the reception of my wife to Morris mm-hmm. Brown, we she vetoed that, we played Beyonce. Aww. But um, they sampled the drums from this performance in that beat, and as soon as they heard it, I'm like, well all I can hear now is like, Outcast and Sleepy Brown, you know, mm-hmm. seeing about two dope boys in the Cadillac still. But yeah, that, um, I was happy that it, they really, I knew that it was like a reference to this movie. I didn't know they legitimately sampled the drums from this movie for that beat. Very
3: nice touch. Yeah,
4: there was some good. I there was some really good like music, which we're about to go into in in just a short moment. Um, Mic check. But and anyway, so wrapping up the movie, you know they have this drum off. He has he steals Cecil's uniform, jumps up (laughs) on the fields, does crazy shit, throws the drumsticks, and then of course you know they win.
0: Um, so of course.
2: Game. No. Blouses. Yeah. That was the game. Game. Blouses. Blouses. <laughs> um, uh.
0: well,
4: that's where we end the movie. And so we have a couple of segments that we still maybe want to touch on. But the primary one being the mic check.
3: Mic
0: check, one, two, one, two.
3: Mic check, one, two.
0: Microphone check, one, two. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised that there weren't more songs in this soundtrack that I really knew. Yeah. Like I kind of figured 2002, a movie about music, I would have known, like, I I thought I was preparing myself for like the Save the Last Dance soundtrack. And I did not have that experience.
4: I 100% agree. I was like, maybe I'm just tone deaf and maybe the band songs were like, Somebody else could like completely recognize it, or like feel like it was, you know, like a really great rendition, of you know, whatever. But I knew
0: some of those.
4: I, I knew some of those, but I also think like the music, overarchingly, could have been like significantly better.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I had a qu- so. Is this the official soundtrack that was like released on like CD? Or yeah, are I think these- so. okay. Yeah, th-
2: those sixteen songs. That's the official soundtrack.
3: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear any of these songs. I was like, J.C. <laughs> Shazay? What? I
2: love him. That, that was kind of a hit. I, I want to say that, 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 that hit the top 10 on the charts, and I'd
3: never yeah. heard that. I was like, what is happening? I've
2: never heard that at all.
3: Yeah, I think I only um, wrote down the songs that the bands play. Like, they did a lot of Earth, Wind, and Fire. I was like, oh, I love uh, In the Stone. It's a
2: great song. Love In the Stone. fantastic.
3: Jackson 5, so, can you feel it? Like those were great, but yeah, the, the actual soundtrack songs, I I I didn't know any of these were in the film. I'm very surprised. Yeah, I, I I guess we should tell made, people what they are, but
0: we <laughs> I can. I mean, I, I made note of the songs that the bands all played. So the first band was GSU. I don't know what GSU that is. That's not Grammar. Or, is it Georgia Southern? It's not nope. Nope, not Georgia. It's not Georgia State. <laughs> so I don't know which GSU that is, but they played they played Bouncing Back by like Mystical, which, like, Ooh. props to you guys. If you don't know Bouncing Back, um, that beat is phenomenal. I don't know who made that beat.
3: Is that um, the Shake Your Ass, Watch Yourself? Nope. Nah. No. Nope? Okay. That's uh,
0: it's, you keep bumping me against the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, the beat in that song mm. is so good. It has, like, actual horns in it. So I was pumped when I heard them play that. Then Clark Atlanta, which is the alma mater of Bomani Jones – um they played Waiting for Tonight by JLo. Yeah. So I'm like, "Well, you guys lose." Um yeah. <laughs> that song came out in 1999. So it wasn't like it was a new current hit and it's not it's not like a great beat. I mean, that was what you played at the BET classic, a JLo song. <laughs> Whatever. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I
2: liked
0: it. Oh, you guys were all wrong. <laughs> um, okay. And the Atlanta a A&T and songs were, as Dana said, Can You Deal It by the Jackson 5? Uh, I Want You Back by the Jackson 5. And then Let It Go by Nelly. Um, hmm. I only know Let It Go because there's a DJ um, named Girl Talk who was like early yes. pioneer in mashups. And um, oh, I'm trying to think of which mashup album was. It might have just been the self-titled
2: one. Was but it Night was Ripper? Bad- or, or Night
0: Ripper. Uh, I think it was it might have been Night River, um, but yeah, he's got like a like a five second transition between two different beats that has that part of the Nelly song. I'm like, I know that. Where is that from? I had to look it up. But yeah, yeah, Let It Go by Nelly was like their current hit.
4: I'm the biggest Nelly fan in the world, literally. <laughs> like all the CDs, saw and in ACL. Like all my friends
3: abandoned me. Um, including Dana. Yeah, correct. That was like the one Sunday after <laughs> Sunday afternoon rapper, like the first time in like the three years I've gone where I'm like, that is not what I need to see. I saw LL in that slot. I saw Ice Cube. Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah, I was like, not gonna see Nelly. I don't know what I saw instead, but I was like, Mm-mm, no, no. I saw Nelly, I was singing all the songs and I did not recognize that song. The two? country grammar and whatever the other one is like how many are there there are a lot of them
0: oh there okay. a lot are you kidding me ei was a legit hit
3: oh uh, Pimp the Juice nursery is
0: fantastic still
3: yeah. nursery rhyme jams like i'm okay
0: oh
3: belly bill <laughs> grammar
0: he had hits he had hits then uh he had he had two albums full of hits um Start what was going? that uh um battle up was great yeah. with the saint lunatics
3: for sure this um, is like uh listeners when off mic a couple weeks ago we discussed all of nick cannon's hits i had never heard of them either
0: so this is just... <laughs> we we discussed all of nick cannon's hit
3: because <laughs> he
0: really only had jiggle oh
3: i didn't know he could have fooled me see so i no
0: he had one hit it was a good hit though yeah but yeah, the songs on the, on the soundtrack, I didn't know any of these. No. Like, yeah. Even looking at them, I'm like, what are all of them? There's an Alicia Keys song
2: on here. There's a Monica song. I hadn't heard it. I, 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 it I, I, I listened to all of them. I was waiting to get like a cue in my mind like, oh, this song came out then and no, oh. nothing.
4: I missed them too. And Alicia Keys was um, one of the producers. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <sighs>
2: 2002, man. That's early
0: for her. Because I, mm-hmm. I think Fallen must have come out in like 01.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's maybe this why is
2: early it. for her. Anyway. There's, there's like there a, was, yeah.
3: There's like Joe and Jada kiss. I was like, man, Joe is big. I'm like, yeah, I'm very surprised at all these songs. I did like, the, I don't know if the Jermaine, I have not listened to these, but I did notice like one of the songs it's like, they sample a Jackson 5 song and it is Jermaine Dupree, yeah, which I assume that might be the same one. Jermaine yeah. Okay. I figured because they're in Atlanta, that makes sense that yeah. Jermaine would have been on the soundtrack. Yes, done everything in Atlanta.
2: The no, but they played uh, Jacks, uh, uh, was it a James Brown song when uh, they're in the library? It's a man's, man's, man's world. Yeah, they played it's a man's world in the library when he was. That's, that's like the one non-sampled, non-marching band song. The rest of other sad, than
0: of all, James Brown songs.
2: They they play pretty much all of "In the Stone" by Earth, Earth, Wind and Fire, which is fantastic too. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dancing Machine. Uh, oh, so good. Whenever a marching Automatic, band, systematic. Is, systematic. I always tell myself, I'm like, fuck John Philip Sousa. Just let me yes. hear a good marching band play. Dancing Machine. It's so good. And if you're yeah. not, well, that's, moving, that's
0: so hold on. on. That's what they. That's what they sampled for "Let It Go" by Nelly the drum part of that is what they sampled for that it's got it's got like vocal shouting over that part oh yeah um but yeah that's i mean what a drum segment that is that's, that's some real you know italian chef kiss stuff that's what he had one of the things that we like to do on this podcast is always kind of fun for us is to look into the career of a kind of a minor character to see if this was the start of big things for them or kind of you know the peak of their whole career so Megan if you want to take it away with the IMDB deep dive
4: so I picked Candace Carey there's a lot of people that I could have picked honestly um but Candace Carey is Deidre the love interest of Ernest um and what's interesting is I'm gonna I'm gonna take a deep breath and read what her IMDB <laughs> um bios
0: written by herself
3: written right.
4: by herself. <laughs> paying quite significantly because it says don't be fooled by the formidable and highly memorable one-armed push-ups actress candace carey which if this is the whole schematic of her intro is about that one-armed push-up moment that was like five seconds in the middle of this movie
0: Very of her career
4: Um, so effortlessly executed in the 2002 sleeper hit Drumline, there's much more to this budding actress than a strong arm and a pretty face. A Florida native whose screen debut found the quick-footed eight-year-old jump rope in the 1986 action feature Band of the Hand. Not familiar with that one. Never? Never heard of that. The talented youngster subsequently appeared in numerous commercials before moving on to to such features as a winner-takes-all and Big Trouble. As the aspiring actress moved into her teens, education became a priority, a.k.a. she wasn't picked up for anything, so she went back to high school. Yep. Okay. I'm um, sorry. Though time spent away from the spotlight only fed Carrie's hunger for success, by the time she finished school, Carrie was prepared to, f- to fully explore her on-screen potential, and just a few years after appearing in advertisements for MasterCard and Pepsi, she returned to the big screen to impress movie lo- lovers with a winning performance in Drumline, which her character wasn't on screen for very long. No, very mean
0: in movie. Anyway. Unnecessary.
4: In April of 2003, the philanthropic actress was awarded the Proclamation of Honor in her home state of Florida for her efforts and contributions to various charities and volunteer organizations. Props for her on that. Good for you. Determined to hang on to her success and good fortune, the second time around, Carrie was soon back on the screen, facing off against, facing off against the malevolent. You one. got it. Yeah, <laughs> malevolent. Yeah. Malevolent spirit of H. A. Holmes, America's oh.
2: serial
4: killer, and the 2005 horror film *The Evil One*.
0: I want to watch movie.
4: that. Is that oh. *Devil in the
2: White*. City, guys, yep, that's, that's the, same, the same killer, yeah. Orton okay. Webster Mudgett, also known HH Holmes, fascinating okay. character. Everyone, Google search, fantastic. Talk book. about Chicago, yeah. Oh, yeah, all about Chicago.
4: Yeah. We'll it on the Twitters. Yeah. I'll, I'll tweet it out. Yeah. <laughs> Moving forward into her present ventures, Miss Carrie is a legal studies major, you can be found with her head buried in law books, or you might run into her at a local smoothie shop. Have any of you guys?
2: I have not run into her at a local smoothie shop. I have not seen her at my local Jamba Juice. I have not. Local to where? <laughs> uh, that is the question, and I'm just saying not near me. I have Candace,
0: not
4: seen her. Candace grew up living an island lifestyle, which involved fishing, swimming in the ocean, gathering the seasonal fruit and berries, harvesting it around town and from her backyard.
0: What oh, island? <laughs>
4: Her first written project was a classic playwright and screenplay, The West Side Story, an urban version for her middle school drama class, and many more screenplays to date. (laughs) Candace would like to work on film projects that are unique and challenging.
0: What in the hell? So after I read that, I looked at her IMDb, she has like five credits. (laughs) So what is this?
4: i don't know and why talking about her hunting and gathering berries
0: (laughs) (laughs) island lifestyle going to the smoothie shop
4: there are a lot of stuff in austin and i have never seen her at one let's just be fair
0: no i i don't know that's that's a whole mess i good god what a situation that was um Well, guys, that does bring us to the end of our podcast. And just like the end of the school year, that means it's time to hand out some superlatives. Devin is most likely to be fired from his first real job for showing up 45 minutes late and demanding a corner office.
2: Yes.
0: Sean is most likely to sabotage a group project because he's afraid somebody else will get more credit than him. Okay. Mm -hmm. Layla is most likely to go back to school in her late 20s because a dance degree with a minor in philosophy doesn't catch anyone's eye on a resume. True. Yeah. Affirmative action is most likely to only swipe right on Tinder if the woman is black. (sighs) And Ernest is most likely to go missing. Just gone. Just gone. He he vanished for three quarters of the movie, wasn't even around. Yeah. So, next week, Dana, this is your call. What are we going to watch?
3: Um, I meant to check our spreadsheet before I picked this one, but then just totally forgot. Um, we are going to watch, I believe it came out in 2004, Mean Girls. Hooray! Oh. Never seen somebody's it spreadsheet. Fred. Never seen it yet. Yeah, I wasn't sure if, we, if someone, if we had someone who wanted to be a guest for this, so my apologies. <laughs>
0: I mean we might, I don't know. I, okay. I feel like if I wouldn't be surprised if we do.
3: Okay. Um yeah, I also convince people my team at work to watch it cuz they're like, "Oh, we do like a movie club." And I'm like, "Two Birds, One Stone. We're going to watch a teen movie." And they're <laughs> so. are they following us on Twitter?" Um I won't tell my coworkers about
0: <laughs> the podcast. Ooh, no, my coworkers all know and listen.
3: Okay. I'll, they keep bugging me and I'm like, one day guys, one day. We'll see.
0: Yeah. You got you gotta let them know. You gotta spread that word.
3: Okay. We can edit that out. You can say yes.
0: Of course yeah. they listen. Uh, who knows what I'm gonna do? I'm, subscribe. I'm a loose here. So
3: stars. That. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well guys, uh, that does it for this episode. If you like what you heard, uh, tell a friend, Dana, and pop on over to Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever we you get your podcasts, and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, Also, you can follow us on Twitter at recapandgownpod, that is R-E-C-A-P-N-G-O-W-N-P-O-D. If you guys have some pro tips of your own, let us know there. And if you don't like what you heard, to quote Sean, I've had it with your no-talent wannabe gangster ass, you fake thug, little wannabe drummer boy. Take it easy, millennials. We will see you next week.